Good morning. Good morning. Today is Friday, August the 25th, the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is Daybreak Life. It's beautiful Boop. Friday. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right, good morning, good morning. Uh, well, Miss Megan here is still tuning. We'll get going.
I love it. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. He is our strong tower, our fortress when we're weak. What's the next line? Shelter over me. Okay. Good morning. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Of course, we're thinking about sundown tonight and tomorrow, but Shabbat Shalom. God's glory fills the earth, whether we see it or not. But I just am thankful when He fills it in a more manifest way, when we feel His presence in a more manifest way. Amen. Isn't it good? to be a child of the king. Well, Sarah's busy this morning. She couldn't be with us this morning because she's busy. Uh, but we appreciate you guys being here. And that's just for you guys. It's like, where's Sarah at? Just letting you know she's busy. Okay, so, yes, amen. Bob, praise the Lord. Brother Josh. Josh Leventhal here, brothers and sisters. Y'all see his name on there if you want to say something to him. He is over in the land of Israel in Jerusalem. And uh, uh, serving the Lord by being over there and helping lone soldiers out. Uh, so anyway, he's got an interesting ministry going on. He's a good brother. All right, guys, let's uh, dive in. We're in um, Proverbs chapter 18. We ended yesterday with don't be running your mouth. We need to watch our mouth. Right? So we ended yesterday with verses 6 and 7. Talks about how our mouth can get us into a lot of trouble. If we don't watch it, it can get us into fights. And it becomes a snare to our soul. Today we pick up with verse 8. Let me switch over here and see if I can throw it up on the board for us. Let's just say a quick prayer together. Would you with me, Father, this morning? Be with us as we study your word. Inspire us, come upon our hearts and our minds and speak to us, Lord. Give us comfort, give us wisdom, give us understanding. In the precious name of Yeshua, HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. We love you, we praise you, amen and amen. Oh, good news, by the way, Diane's surgery was great. She, she came through it good and was home yesterday. So we just want to thank God for that. So verse 8 says this. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles that go down into the inmost body. Now the Jewish tradition reads here, wounds, tasty wounds. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. Tasty wounds. Here's another way to say that. People love gossip. People love gossip. The talebearer is someone that's, you know, it's the imagery throughout Scripture is like one going house to house, telling the stories. Uh, it's probably got a little bit of truth in it with a, with a lot of error mixed with it. And people love to take in the stories. People love to listen to the stories. But here's the reality. It's, it's like tasty wounds or tasty travels. People love to hear it. Oh, tell me something. Oh, tell me something new. Hey, have you heard? And, and, that's, and 
there's good things that we say that too, you know. <laughs> Have you heard? Praise the Lord for that. But the reality is, is this affects us and this will change. Okay, so if somebody tells us something about someone, it is going to change the way we view that person, whether it's true or not. Because we take it in. We, we receive this stuff into the depths, into the inmost body, and it affects us. And the next time we see them, we think a certain way about a person. The next time we see them, we think a little bit different about that person. Now, I think this is why uh, there's multiple scriptures on this. Uh, but it's, you know, in the words of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that God says, do not just listen to something somebody says. You need witnesses. Now, we know also there can be false witnesses. We know that. But. For instance, and I can't tell you exactly where it is. It's one of the letters. It's one of what, you, what we call pastoral letters. You know, it says, do not receive an accusation against an elder unless it's with two or three witnesses. You don't receive it. You don't receive it. But sometimes once you hear it, it's hard to, it's hard to push it back, right? It's hard to push it back. And so uh, these things are Scripture for a reason, and we need to listen to the Holy Scripture because God tells us these things for a reason. You know, you, you be sure to, to uh, verify what you're hearing because it's going to affect how you feel about that person. Y'all got anything you want to add to that, anybody? By the way, Joshua, you can come over here and sit by me and, and speak too if you want to, you know? <laughs> you ever got anything you want to say, feel free to. Pop in, okay? I don't know if I ever told you that, but I just assume everybody knows that. Verse 9 says, boom. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. He who is slothful. We think of laziness. This slothful, when I read slothful, I think lazy. And we think laziness is not a bad sin. It's not really bad if somebody's lazy. But the proverb is saying uh, he's brother to the destroyer. In other words, he's very close kin to the one who's going to bring destruction. So immediately, you probably thought of this too, but Proverbs 24, 33, of course, we're not there yet, but it's immediately what I thought of. And I started saying it, and I had to look for where it was. A little sleep a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and so shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Now, of course, they lived in more of an agricultural society. So this does change a little bit in our society. And we're not talking about the age when you get to retire and you've been doing good your life and you've put back. We're not talking about those kind of things. But the, the hard truth is, is, you know, especially in an agricultural society, I grew up farming. And so when you're depending on what you're growing, and for us, we grew a, cra uh, a cash crop. Well, we, we grew a cash crop, which means we worked all year. And at the end of the year, God would, God, dad would go sell the crop. Right, he would go sell the crop, and then that would bring in the money. 
And so this, we kind of lived in a, a different way, you know, like Wooder Brothers. It's why Wooder Brothers down here is so special, you know, because Dad would run a an account there all year, a year-long account. And then when he sold, you know, the goods from the farm, and you go pay the bill off, and then what was left over was your money, right? So it was pretty, pretty interesting. Well, if you don't get out there and work, the crop's not going to come in. If you don't plant the garden, now if we don't plant a garden, we just run down to the store. Right. <laughs> That's all we do. We, we, go, we go buy tomatoes, you know, we go get buy our potatoes and buy our beans. That's how we do it, right? <laughs> but we still got to work because in our system, we work to make money. And then we take that money and we trade it for goods at the store. But the d destruction is going to come if you do nothing. That's the point. That's the point. All right. No thoughts on that either. Any of you? Verse 10. This is the one I put in, Strong Tower. Uh, verse 10 is, of course, where the psalm comes from. You are my strong tower. Uh, and so we run to the Lord. It says this, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So the imagery is that fortified tower. You think think of like a castle tower. It's, it's that structure. If I can just get to the tower, I'm safe. We run to it. You know, here's the enemy pursuing. We run to the tower. We, we get in there and we become safe because they cannot break through the fortress. They cannot break through the strong tower. And this is the imagery that this proverb is getting us, giving us. And it says the name of the Lord. Now here in your Bibles, it's going to have Lord in all caps. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Now, I've probably shared this with you before, but just so you know, when you see it all in caps, it means Yahweh. It is Yahweh. And when it's just capital L and the rest are lowercase, the word is Adonai. Adonai. And so the name of the Lord, what's in the what's in a name? What is in a name? Your name, that's why it's good in a community to have a good name. You spend a lifetime building your name in a community. Your name can get you in places. Your name can help you get a loan. Your name can help you get out of a fix. You know, a name is a powerful thing because the name is associated with a character. I remember my cousin, Michael, uh, Michael Nesbitt he used to be mayor. He told me, he used to tell his son, Matthew, you have a good name. You have been handed a good name in this county. Don't hurt it. <laughs> well, that's an important thing, you know. Don't hurt the name. Well, the name we're talking about here is the name of the Lord, Yahweh. That means it's his character. It's all that he is who he is, what he stands for, his power, his righteousness. It says the righteous run to it and are safe. So the people that are following the Lord, we get to run to the Lord. We run to the name of the Lord. Every day we pray. 
our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Do you know what that means? Holy be your name. Do you know what we're saying? We want God's name to not be hurt, to not be harmed. We're taking his name. We're not to take his name in vain. Amen? Amen. We don't want, and this is the thing, I wish, I wish followers of the Lord could get a hold of this. That is, it is important how we represent his name when we say we're followers of him. Amen. We have received a good name. We shouldn't hurt it. We should make sure not to hurt it. So we run to it and we are saved. We run to the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is what's washing over me. In my distress, I can call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. There's power in his name. We're saved by the name of the Lord. We're healed by the name of the Lord. Justified by the name of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Well, it's not that way with the others, though, right? Next proverb, verse 11. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. And like a high wall in his own esteem. In other words, where we were the righteous, we don't trust in uncertain riches, right? We don't trust in that. Matter of fact, the Lord Jesus was very straightforward telling us, don't lay up treasures here on earth. Don't lay up treasures here on earth. Why? Because thieves, they break through and they steal. Lay up your treasures in heaven. Amen. Lay them up in heaven. Mo uh, the moth does not corrupt. Rust doesn't corrupt it. No thieves can steal it. And Jesus, Yeshua, he said, lay your treasures there. Don't put your treasures here. You put Why? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Your heart is going to be locked up with your treasures. And this Proverb 11 says, the rich man, look at this, the rich man's wealth is his strong tower. Strong city, it says. Strong tower. The name of the Lord desires his wealth is his. He's trusting in the uncertainty of riches to protect him. Yeah. And it can't do it. Yes. Look, look, I think about the Great Depression where yeah. fortunes turned in a, moment. in a moment. In a moment. In a moment. You know, mm -hmm. burning dollar bills to stay warm because they don't have any value. Yeah. I mean, you just. The collapse in. It's uh, foolish uh, to put your faith in something temporal. It's just foolish. Yeah. But we do it. I think we all are a little guilty of it. I don't care who it is. We all are a little bit guilty of this. But but to, you know, wealth can't save you. You can run to wealth and it might protect you for a while for a few things, but eventually it can't save you. It cannot save you. Can I get a big amen on that? Amen. All right. Verse 12. Hallelujah. Thinking about how we saw what happened when we were studying Bible study to, uh, oh my goodness, I can't think of his name, that sought to buy the Holy Spirit. Uh, oh, the sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer. Yes, and how that ended worked out for him, and it's like yeah, he pulls out his billfold and he's like, you cannot buy yeah what the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You can't buy that. Yeah, y'all know that story, right? In the book of Acts, Simon the sorcerer, he's like. 
he sees that the laying on of the hands of the Holy Ghost came, and he's like, hey, and he pulls out his wallet, so to speak. I'm bringing that to the day. He pulls out his wallet, and he says, or he gets out his checkbook, and he says, hey, let me pay you some money. Let me give you some money so that I can do what you did. And Peter's like, dude, get back, Jack. Your money perish perish with with you because you thought you could buy the Holy Spirit. I think it's cool to think of Strong Tower as security. Because, you know, a lot of times we don't have... There we go. Let me put that back up there while they're talking. Like like once there was... Strong Tower was... um, you know, having to do with culture, you knew what that was. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking of it now. It's like, well, it's, it's security. Like the Lord is security for the righteous. He's our security. We're safe. And for the rich man, he's trying, his wealth is his security. His imagination is a high wall. And it's like, well, what happens when your security fails? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the Lord, security doesn't fail. Like we're in him. It doesn't fail. But anything mm-hmm. else will ultimately That's right. fail. Even the best security systems they yeah. have today can be hacked. That's a fact. That's a fact. Amen. Good, good discussion. I love it. I love it. All right, verse 12. Oh, that's common again. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. And before honor is humility. Now, I put here Proverbs 16, 18. We've already been there. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. You know, the Proverbs come around as you as you go through the Proverbs. He's going to say the same thing in a little different way, but it's saying the same thing again. Uh, a man's heart gets haughty. And this is, it's part of our fallen nature. It's in all of us. My heart has gotten haughty before. It's part of who we are. We have to keep it in check, okay? But before destruction comes, we get lifted up. That haughtiness gets there before their, our destruction comes. And before honor is humility, you know, let uh, humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord and let God lift us up. God will lift you up. And this works on practical levels. It works on every level. You go into, say, a factory. I'm just putting it on a very basic, everyday living level. You go into a big factory and you get the job that's the lowest man on the totem pole, right? Labor grade one. But as you work there, you're humble, you submit yourself, you learn, you absorb, you do what you're told. Then you move up, labor grade two, then labor grade four, then labor grade five, then labor grade six, then labor grade eight. And then they come and say, hey, we'd like to have you in supervision. Because... The humility and the learning spirit and the humbling yourself, you can't lead if you can't follow. You can't. You cannot lead if you can't follow. That's that's a character that you have to see before you can put somebody in leadership. They have to be able to take instruction too. Because when somebody gets in leadership and they never learn how to be obedient and humble and be humble and follow and learn, let me tell you what will happen. They will destroy everything. They'll mess it up because their heart will get lifted up and arrogance will come in. But anyway, it's a good proverb. Amen. Well, thank you for being here on Friday. As we get ready to sign off for the weekend, we will be at the upper room tomorrow. So, Lord willing, we should be going live. 
Uh, so you should be able to find us tomorrow somewhere around 11.15. Any of you guys want to tune in and be with us at the Upper Room. Uh, with that being said, let's get off of here. Uh, well, let's pray, and then we'll say Shabbat Shalom. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, if I don't change my mind, I'm going to preach on the Lord's Prayer tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to dissect that unless I change my mind. Uh, Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Love you. Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Bye.